and welcome to the Baseball Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Caster. Here is always my co-host, Ed Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, how you doing? Long time no talk. Welcome back. Do-do-do-do. Hi. I love that song. How the fuck are you? I'm great. Been a, been a hot minute. Super Bowl, Super Bowl happened. That Super was, Bowl did that happen. That was fun. Did you bet on... Uh, did you win any... Well, first off, did you win any boxes? Yes. Your, yes, really? I did. Yep. I had... I was in two. I had 7-7 seven, seven first quarter, and then I had 8-5 as the final. That was the big one. Wow. Man, that maybe you and one. Greg Kaplan should uh, share a beer, because I'm sure... I think he said that he had also 8-5. Greg Kaplan of Blue Shirts Breakaway, who we totally know. We don't. But... Friend. Friend <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> not, 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 not like Hunter Henry. Not like Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry's fam- is family, essentially. Yeah, because you actually know him. Yes, great guy. Great guy. Adore him. Future Hall of Famer. Uh, yeah, the eight, the eight five was the one that I was coming in, and I was like, oh, shit. Eight five is so not gonna hit. And then when eight five hit, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Eight five course- is a sneaky good box, like box pick. Oh, it's horrendous. Oh, it's horrendous. Because really, what's what's the what's the, the only thing that it can hit is thirty five, because you're not really gonna get twenty five. Twenty five no. is a very odd number. You're not gonna get fifteen unless you're getting a safety somewhere in there. And five safety. Yeah. Well, I guess seven four is probably the more desirable out of that. The, the the best ones to get seven seven zero um four seven seven four one one is a is a good one to get uh one eight. one yeah twenty one twenty one or thirty one thirty one thirty one twenty one yeah want to yeah, go so final that score. works that works seven uh, did I say seven four yeah I did seven four 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 is okay. Twenty four twenty four. Yeah. Thirty four twenty four. Yeah. Eight five eight five. Horizon of things that I thought would actually win. It won, and I won. I won some nice wagers too. By the way, anybody that did, that did take uh, shortest touchdown to be under one and a half yards, you're welcome. Well, yeah. I mean, it's the Eagles. That's what they do. All I, all I know is my uh, my 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 brother did throw did throw on it. I got breakfast the next morning. So, wow, look at that. What can I say? What can I say? Yeah. It's 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 like it's like I do this. It's like I don't do this for a living. Like I just spew <laughs> bullshit. I just spew Almost. bullshit. I take the time to do research for my people. I one. again, Adam. We talk about this all the time on this program. I am a man. Of the people, I am a big time cursor. I enjoy cursing; it's fantastic. I do my research. I am for the common folk. I don't see I'm how those two things are related. Help my people, but sure. Is there any disagreement here, Mister One Percent? No, you are a big time cursor, and you are a man of the people. I am a man of the people. Absolutely. And the people, listen, the people. I I help my people. And now here now here we are, Monday, February 20th. Honestly, 
the first legit 2023 show that I think we're doing. Yeah, because we're not going to be fully looking ahead. Yes, because we're not going to be like, oh, well, do you want to spend half the show picking the playoff games? There are no playoff games to pick. Nope. Nope. There's no football. And I, I, I don't count USFL, XFL. Nope, I don't count that crap. I don't get that crap. I won't be betting on it. Won't be watching it. No, 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 no. That that that, that ain't it. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. You cut. Sometimes you just need a break from football, like watching football. Oh uh, anyway. yeah, yeah. Why do you, Why do you think there wasn't a podcast all week? I I was I was enjoying a little uh, little R and R. Yeah, exactly. You need it, but yeah, this is very exciting stuff. Going into our do not draft list, it's never too soon to put together your do not draft list. So I will, what I will say before we actually go into it, and I will preface it by saying this list is obviously going to change. Um, but well, especially with there, some something to people ponder that I'm really. going to mention. Yeah. There, there, there is so much that's going to change over the next month, to be honest with, with free agency, you know, you don't really get, and I say this every year, Adam says it every year and I'll say it again. The fantasy landscape really does not, set itself up until May. Once you get through free agency, once you get through the draft, you can't really set yourself up and start looking at things concretely until May. You could start to glance now, and that's basically what we're doing. What you're going to be doing is just glancing. But you can't I can't go out there and say that, oh, these are absolutely concretely going to be guys that I am not going to be drafting. Some are. Some absolutely are. And one, one guy I'm thinking of absolutely is. And um, we might be thinking of the same person. I have one guy. No, I have two guys. I have two guys on this list that I will not be drafting no matter what happens. Yeah. Well, I mean, things could happen that could change. But considering the situation that we know now with what's happening with one of the guys, I don't think I will be. And you can I probably figure two. it out. I have two on this list that I will not be drafting no matter no matter. What? Other two? Other two I could be swayed. So, you know, there are, are a variety of reasons why you wouldn't draft somebody. And, you know, there, yeah, like I said, there are a variety of reasons and you have to, like, not every player that we mentioned is going to be on our do not draft list for the same reason. And, I mean, if you're, if you've been doing this for a while, you can kind of think of some reasons like uh, personal history as far as um you know some Michael Thomases that will not be named I mean I mean the amount of leagues that I've been I I just I just about have everybody so it's like well that's true personal pers- personal vendettas get thrown get throughout the window because odds are every single player is just is gonna end up screwing me at some point well like a, it's a multiple year if it's a multiple year thing Sure, but like Keenan Allen in years past has won me championships. I love that man. I will die for that man. Well, this no. year it didn't work out. Doesn't mean I have a personal vendetta against Keenan Allen. No, and you can't have a, a personal vendetta against every player that sucks for you for a year. That's just not. It's not feasible. Sure, because also I mean, it's been. It's a year. It's one year. Anything can happen in a year. Yeah, but going off going off of your Michael your Michael Thomas point. Michael Thomas also won me a championship. Yeah, but currently he hasn't played football in like two and a half years. 
He doesn't. He doesn't play football anymore. And by the way, Michael Thomas is not on my list. Yeah, well, he's too obvious. Yeah, he's very obvious. I, I decided to go for guys that are um, bigger name guys that are not as obvious. Yeah. Um, you can also look at injury history. And I know we've talked about that a lot where like, I mean, if you draft a Christian McCaffrey and hoping that this would be the year that he stays healthy for all 17 games, then you were in luck. And so it's definitely a factor, but you do kind of have to think about that when you put guys on your do not draft list. But that's just like guys that are on your, they're just lower in your, in your personal rankings. If they have extensive uh, injury histories where I don't know, but those are some of the reasons. Anyway, do you think of any others? Any reasons? Well, impending legal troubles, <laughs> Suspen- again, again, team suspensions, injury, injury history is one thing that I'm completely ignoring for this year. I'm completely, totally ignoring it. Like I know in years past, I've used that as a crutch to potentially get out of liking guys. It happened past year, this past year with McCaffrey. You have to recognize it, but you can't just write someone off because they are an injury risk. But like Michael Thomas, for example, sure, sure. But Christian McCaffrey right now is the is the consensus number one. He's my number one running back right now. Saquon Barkley is up there in the top five. Am I going to discount those guys because they have spotty injury records? No, no, they're both they're both good last year. I'm going to take a chance. I'm going to take chances on them wherever, wherever I can. And it doesn't, that's not really going to factor into why I like or don't like a guy is because either they're a ster- they have a sterling injury resume or they're beaten up and battered. Um, really what it comes down to for me is it, it comes down to team situation. That, that I think is, was one of the biggest things is just looking at each guy's team where they're at and saying, okay, can they improve? Can the team improve? Can they improve while they're on this team? Or is there something or someone that's going to be in the way of them potentially reaching their potential for fantasy in 2023? That's basically how I'm looking at it. And all four of my guys have something along those lines in every in, 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 in every last way. That there is something with the teams that they are on potentially or slash could be on that could hurt them for 2023. Yep. And you can also think about, um, you know, ADP as well. Sure. Like that, that could factor in your, into your do not draft list. Sure. But there, there isn't a lot of ADP data out right now. There, there, there is, but it's not a hundred percent complete. I don't really want to look at ADP until like May. That's when I really start to, to factor it in but but right now right now it's still a little early but sure you 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 can factor that into the equation as you get further on in the process yeah all right well who is your quarterback that you are not drafting uh lamar jackson so far (laughs) lamar Lamar jackson Jackson. yeah this is one that's gonna stick um the ravens are in a tough spot they're in a very 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 difficult spot because they have to now decide what is Lamar Jackson worth? And Lamar Jackson wants that fully guaranteed contract. He wants to be paid in the upper echelon of quarterbacks with your 
Dak Prescott's, your Russell Wilson's, your Patrick Mahomes, your Aaron Rodgers. He wants to be a part of them. And and based on the resume, former MVP, the way the Ravens played down the stretch without him, you could make a case that he is worth that. But when you look at Lamar from a fantasy perspective, we talk about this all the time. He's one of the best, if not the best pure athlete that fantasy football has because of his ability to take off and run with the football. The problem that I have with Lamar Jackson just as a whole for fantasy, this is something that I have discovered with him this year as it was my first time that I had Lamar Jackson anywhere, was when a team definitely takes away that running ability and teams started to do it this year, he's a liability throwing the football. And he did not have his best year of throwing the football either. And it led to now the Ravens completely just tearing apart their offense. Greg Roman is no longer there. They hired ex-Georgia offensive coordinator Todd Munkin as their new offensive coordinator. What that offense now is going to look like, if it's going to be more tailor-made to to Lamar Jackson, more tailor-made to Mark Andrews, because we saw saw this at Georgia, that Brock Bowers really benefited from working with Todd Munkin, and now Brock Bowers – is he, he he's a star prospect for potentially at, at the NFL level. Does this help Mark Andrews? Does now Mark Andrews stand to benefit from working with Todd Munkin? We'll, we'll eventually see. Uh, but Lamar Jackson, he definitely is unique. You need that new contract with him, but there's no doubt that the, that the Ravens are going to be better if they have Lamar Jackson there. But looking at fantasy... He's going right now as the QB six. He's he in the ECR in the expert consensus. He's the QB six right here as well. In my ranks, I have him as the QB eight. I could probably move. I could probably move him up. Um, I probably will move him up once I know where he's going to go uh, in free agency. I think the Ravens are going to tag him. He'll sign a long-term deal there. He'll be a Baltimore Raven. But do I really want to trust taking Lamar Jackson with a fifth or a sixth-round pick when, and we'll talk about this all throughout the offseason, you, you have Deshaun Watson, Kirk Cousins, Daniel Jones, Tua, Kyler, Jared Goff, Geno Smith, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. All those guys are basically going to be free. And... Again, this is all about philosophy. Do you want to take one of those middle guys? Or do you want to settle for the streaming quarterback? If you're not taking a Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, or, or even a Joe Burrow, quite honestly. Um, but yeah, yeah, Lamar Jackson yeah. is on my do not draft list. I am not going to have him anywhere. And uh, yeah, can't wait for him to win an MVP when I don't have him. Well, it's a good shout because he's always been – lacking as far as his passing game and he's made up for it by you know rushing for a thousand yards in 2019 and 2020 but his passing numbers in the same amount of games as 2021 were down by more than 600 yards mm-hmm. and you know he threw one more touchdown and six and six less interceptions but like 2200 yards and only 764 uh, rushing yards. Like, it's not the level and three rushing touchdowns only. 
it's not the level that you were expecting from 2019 where he won his MVP and 2020 Lamar Jackson. Right. Right. It's, it's not, it's not at that level. And, and it's always been the concern with Lamar Jackson. The more, more hits he takes, the more chance he has to get, to get injured. He's and been Lamar, running Lamar's... less. He's been running less and less also as his career has gone on. I mean, look at his rushing attempts. 2019, 176 rushing attempts. 2020, 159. 2021, 133. And 2022, 112. Yeah. Yeah. They've been, they've been going down and, He's only been he's only been available the last two years for twenty four out of a possible thirty three games. No, thirty four games. Oh, seventeen games. Yeah, per season thirty four. Thirty four. Okay. Yeah, I can't. I can't add. Yeah, twenty four <laughs> out of thirty four games he was available for. Like yep. that's not great for a guy that you were spending coming into the season. You were spending. You're spending a fourth or fifth round pick on him. And plus he was not, he was hurt for, it never felt like he was fully healthy last season. Um, right, right. And he's and a, he's so, a running quarterback. You got to take the, you got to take the, the good with the bad, I think with, with Lamar Jackson. And there are definitely times because the, we talked about this as well throughout the season with Lamar, with the way that he was playing at times. If we just pull up his game log, right? He had his he had two 40 point games over, over the course of the season. He had th- he had his first three weeks, he had 21.2, 42.6, 40.4. That was good to be the, the QB eight, QB one, QB one. Outside of that, he only had two finishes, three finishes, excuse me, where he was a top ten quarterback. That was in week eight, week nine, and week twelve. The weeks where he did not post anything, you're talking 16 point5, 10.7, 17.1, 15.8, 15.1. There there were streamers out there that were posting better numbers than that. Yeah, exactly. So so yeah, I I, I just don't want any anything to do with Lamar. I, I know there are gonna be people out there that will and they're gonna be taking the chance on that. I will preface it by saying that if Lamar Jackson is going closer to round seven, I'd be more likely to do it. It's not going to happen, which is why I'm out. Is it, do you think it's a, before I move into, into my guy, um, do you think it's a Baltimore issue where like, if he goes to another team, listen, the jets thing is, I think feel like that ship has sailed, but if he goes to another team that's looking for a quarterback, um, do you think that that would change how you would think of Lamar Jackson? No. No, I don't think so. All right. So my guy, no bias, because I hate his team rivalry-wise. Uh, but Tua Tagovailoa. Sure. It's the it's the injury history, and I mean not just the concussions, but just like the little bumps and bruises that he's gotten over over last season. And I don't just, I don't know, like down the stretch, he was also just not, not a great player at all. He finished. If you want to look at his uh, game logs, he finished as the 
after the Dolphins bye week, he finishes the QB 18, QB 17, QB 17, QB 13, QB, and then QB 16. And then he was held out of weeks 17 and 18 um, due to concussion symptoms. So, um, yeah, I just don't, I don't know. I don't think that Tua is a guy that's like, you should be breaking down the door for because I, I don't know. I just don't. Yeah. I just don't think he's going to be that great. So my question, my question for you is I have two as my QB, as my QB 12. Uh, the ECR has him as the QB 13. You wouldn't take a chance on Tua if you're drafting as the QB 12. Probably not. I mean, let's look at the. Would you ECR. rather take a chance on Lamar Jackson as the QB six or two as the QB twelve? Well, if you want to talk about like value, like picking Tua that late, I don't know, is probably better than picking Lamar Jackson that early. Okay, all right. So I'll give, I'll give you this one instead. Would you take Tua in round eleven, or would you take Lamar Jackson in round seven? I mean, I'd probably take uh, – it's kind of similar cases. I'd probably take two in round 11, but I don't know. I still I – wouldn't, I wouldn't like it. I mean, I'd rather have like like Gino or waiting on Aaron Rodgers. Um, in Green Bay or, or with the Jets? With the Jets would be fun. Um, I'd probably – he would be going way higher if he was with the Jets because of hype. But I think I, I yeah, I wait for Aaron Rodgers. In Green Bay? It, both. Okay. I, the thing with the thing with Rodgers, and we can talk about this, about this another time. I don't want to get too off topic because I do want to talk about Tua. Um, or Kirk Cousins also. Oh yeah, Kirk Cousins is going is to be popular because he's got uh, Justin Jefferson. But with 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 Rodgers, he'll probably be a top a top fifteen quarterback. I don't really see whether Rodgers is with Green Bay or whether he's with the Jets. I don't really see Rodgers being a guy that I'm going to say is in my top twelve. But Jake will say he's like his QB eight because Aaron Rodgers QB one probably Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers with Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, and Brees Hall. Q- Probably honestly. Uh but with with Tua, I actually like Tua. I actually like Tua a lot. I think that a lot of a lot of drafters are gonna have the same concerns as, as you will, Adam, about the concussion. So what I say to that is I would have those concerns if you were drafting Tua in a single digit round. But odds are you're gonna get Tua in round eleven or round twelve, if if not later. So basically at that at that point. What 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th round pick is staying on your team the entire year? Not many. Odds well, that's are. That's true. Odds are. Like, if I, if I were to go back and look at all of my teams, if I have 10 guys that were drafted in the round 10 to 17, 18, whatever range, and they were on my team for the entirety of the year, that's really good. That's That's outstanding. And that's it. That was in 19 leagues. So, you know, if you're in a more manageable size, say you're in, I don't know, you're in three leagues and you have two guys in three leagues that were drafted in rounds 10 to 17 and they're still on your roster. That's terrific. 
Like that's that's a great return. Two is basically going to be free. So if something were to happen, yeah, okay, you can you can always go and replace Tua. Quarterback is the easiest position in fantasy to replace. The easiest, without a shadow of a doubt, especially if you were in 10 or 12 team leagues. Obviously, in 14 team leagues, I, I think I would agree with Adam, where I would say in 14 team leagues, I don't know if Tua is worth the gamble on that, because if you lose Tua, A, you better have a hell of an insurance policy, or B, you better hope that there's someone that pops on waivers that is just so obvious that you have that you have to go and get. But the options there are, are just well. That's the thing. It's efficient. It's really it's, it's efficiency and getting more bang for your buck. Why would you pick to a even though it is very low risk when you could pick somebody like I don't know Kirk Cousins who's going around him. See, I actually think pairing both of them together would be would be great if you could do it. Aaron uh, Rodgers, or I don't know if Russell Wilson has her career resurgence. I mean, I don't know if I would draft him because that's like the same. That's even more of a gamble. But like Gino, maybe. But again, all these guys are free. Yeah, I know. These guys are free. Like, I, I don't think drafting Gino or even like Trey Lance or Russell Wilson. There's just no way that Russell Wilson's going to be. If there's a draft where Russell Wilson outside of, outside of two quarterback and Superflex. Where Russell Wilson is being drafted as a top as a top fifteen quarterback, I would be shocked. Shocked. You won't be. In a twelve in a twelve team league, if Russell Wilson is drafted as a team's first quarterback, I would be floored. It's not yeah, gonna happen. Well, be a, you'd be asking if that person misclicked. Yeah, he's gonna be free. He's gonna be free. All these guys are sent are essentially going going to be. 100% free. To, uh, yeah, there could be hype around him because he's got Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. Uh, he's playing with Mike McDaniel, everybody, everybody's favorite nerd. And, and Mike, Mike McDaniel's great on me. He's great on me. He's, he's, he, he's all right. He's all right. But I don't mind Tua at, at the price. I agree with Adam that the deeper your league is, the more tricky it gets to get on board with Tua. But if you're in a 10 or a 12 team league and, and you decide that you're going to roll with the combo of Tua and Kirk Cousins, Tua and Trey Lance, Tua Gino, Tua Kyler, Tua Jared Goff, I'm fine with that, honestly. I feel like you're avoiding the argument a little because you can't Ow. just say, well, or just kind of like devaluing it where you're saying, well, you know, it doesn't matter. Because you're getting him at such a at such a bargain that it doesn't matter if you if Tua doesn't work out for you. Like you still yes. should be making good picks. Yeah, but in round in round twelve, what's the definition of a good pick? Well, I don't know. You should still like think about you should still think about that sort of thing. Like you don't even if you can avoid a headache, then why don't you? But how is that a headache? Now, if it were if it were running back or wide or wide receiver, and you were doing that in round two or round three, absolutely. But we're talking about double digit rounds. I know, I'm aware. Very simple. If the guy is such a headache after two three weeks, you cut him. Simple. I don't have attachments to my guys like you do, Adam. If they're not performing, cut. Goodbye. Okay. Like, 
It's that's it's that simple. Now, if 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 he were going in single digit rounds, talking about him in round seven, round eight, then absolutely, I'm on board. I I, I get it. But he's basically for free, and there's gonna be a lot of people that are gonna, that are going to think like you, and rightfully so. I'm not saying that you're wrong, but I'm just saying take advantage of it. Take advantage of. Oh, people are worried about Tua. The later he goes, the better off he's going to be. And if that's your, if that's the ultimate lottery ticket that you're going to go for, and that's Tua, and it doesn't pan out. All right, cool. It doesn't pan out. You go get somebody else. You see quarterbacks yeah, I... pop all the time. All the time. Like, great example from last year. Gino. Who would have thought? Who would have thought that Gino would have been serviceable? Or Daniel Jones? Justin Fields? Sure. Sure. All three of them. Trevor Lawrence. Very serviceable. Very yeah. serviceable. Very good. You could drop two for one of those guys when one of those guys, you know, when another another one of, you know, something similar to those guys uh, pops. But I, I agree. I agree with you to a point. And I, w- I would just say, again, this all goes in line with I'm not buying into the whole injury thing. It would be different if he were being drafted around six or round seven, but the fact that he's going basically round eleven, round twelve, um, I I could buy into it. I'd be interested as we get further into the offseason to see the like go on to NFC and like see where two is going, ADP wise. Sure, be- because if like you know, we could talk all we want about like oh well you know we're I'm worried about Tua because of his history with concussions and fact that he looked he kind of regressed a little bit um at the end of last season but and like saying that people agree with that and are being wary of Tua also but if you're looking at NFC and you're like wow Tua's going in round eight round nine like that's crazy um so I think that yeah I don't know that's kind of where I was going with that point anyway but I don't know. I just if if two is going early, I don't I don't I'm not in for I'm not in for it. I'm not into it. He's being drafted right now as the QB eleven. As the QB eleven. On an NFC. Interesting. I think it's fine. That's yeah, no, that's fine. I mean the QB eleven as far as ECR on fantasy pros is Kirk Cousins. I'd rather have Kirk Cousins over to it. But and Kirk Cousins is being drafted. In as the QB thirteen, that's, and yeah, two and two is being drafted right now in round nine. That's rich. That that's is rich. rich for me with a guy that has a concussion, a concussion history. So okay, yeah, based on the, based on the ADP, and... yes, I, I I do agree with you, Adam. But if you are going to take that risk, kind of like what we were talking about with Trey Lance last year, get a guy who is who you know is going to be serviceable at right. least. Like a Kirk Cousins, like a, I mean, you never know who's going to be serviceable because everybody thought that Russell Wilson was going to be pretty solid with Denver. And we all saw how, how that turned out. Not everybody. I know. Noted Russell Wilson hater, Ed Birdsaw. That's me. (laughs) That is me. I'm aware. All right. Running back. So I'll go first. Sure. My guy here is an old enemy of yours 
and somebody that is, I'm not drafting because of purely reasons off the field. And I'm sure you know where I'm going with this. Alvin Kamara. That's fair. I mean, there's so many, th- I mean, as of right now, it, there's so many things up in the air as far as legal proceedings and suspensions and will he even be on the Saints um, next year or this year? It's just, I don't want to deal with it. I can get on board with that. Yeah, it just, I can't. It Running back is is enough of a, of a headache as it is. I just can't. <laughs> I don't want to deal with more problems. And I mean, even if I knew what his level of suspension, how many games he's being suspended for, I still probably wouldn't um, draft Alvin Kamara because there are guys there that could play more games than than him. I mean, depending on what the, how long the suspension is anyway. I'd rather have a guy that I know that could possibly play for a full season. Yeah, I mean, and Alvin Kamara hasn't been good really since 2020 when he had his 21 total touchdown campaign, 16 rushing touchdowns, five receiving touchdowns. Outside of that, 2021, he had nine total touchdowns. Last year, he had four total touchdowns. He had as many touchdowns as he had fumbles, Adam. Like, that's... No, I want I want no part. And you know me. I'm not I'm not a Alvin Kamara guy. Never got it. Never got it with him. Never will. Um Yeah. The, the Saint the Saints, it depends on who they get, I think, at quarterback. If 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 they do get Derek Carr, then maybe I could see a way where Alvin Kamara becomes a little bit interesting. But the legal situation still pending, you know, what's going to be a result of that? Will he be suspended by the league? Which, honestly, he probably will. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. that That's what I'm staying away from myself. Yep, absolutely. Um, Honestly, I don't know. Would you stay? Well, I know you would because you don't like because you're not a fan of Alvin Kamara. But I feel like I might still, even if... He was not in legal trouble with a uh, looming suspension. I probably still would avoid drafting Alvin Kamara. He's shown nothing the past two years. So, I mean, I, I don't know what more the fantasy community needs to see to show that Alvin Kamara, like, it's he's, he, he's a different version. He's a walking version of Michael Thomas. You know, Michael Thomas doesn't play. Alvin Kamara plays, and he's just been stinky for two years. Like we're chasing, we're chasing a guy that was great. Come start of drafts, he's great three years ago. So it's like, yeah. what are we, what are we hoping for with, with Kamara? He's twenty-seven years old. The Saints' offense, Saints as a team, may not be that good. Now, if they get Derek Carr, maybe that helps Kamara a little bit. But is anybody really going into a draft and saying this? This is also where part of my do not draft list comes into effect. If you're in a draft, right, and you're looking at Alvin Kamara, or let's just look at a guy that's around that's around Kamara, or 
All right, we'll go, we'll go with we'll go with Aaron Jones for that. Kamara's the RB twenty. We'll go. Actually, we'll go Davion Pierce. We'll go Davion Pierce. Davion Pierce coming into his second year. Yeah, he's on the Texans, sure, but there there's there's some promise that maybe Davion Pierce can take a leap in year two. New coaching staff going to have a new quarterback. They're going to lean on him a little bit. Is there anybody that's getting that excited over drafting Kamara? Like, is there anybody that is realistically saying and jumping for joy that they're getting Alvin Kamara in 2023? Unless no, you're a hardcore Saints so. fan, even then. No. Or you're on some serious optimism. Right. Or you're like, I think he, this is going to be the year that Alvin Kamara turns it around. I don't agree with you. <laughs> If you are saying that hypothetical person, if they get Derek Carr, I see a possibility. But yeah, still a well, long I way mean, from that. Yeah, well, I mean, you look at the season that Josh Jacobs had in last year with Derek right. Carr's quarterback, right? But also, we we don't know because the free agent dominoes have not, or trade dominoes have not fallen yet. So, right, we do, we do not know. Uh, who's your guy? Who's your running back that you're not drafting? Controversial one. This is a guy that, that currently is uh, in the top 10 of ECR on Fantasy Pros. A uh, guy who is my RB13. And that's Travis Etienne of the Jacksonville Jaguars. A very controversial one. This comes down to more than anything. There are going to be so many mouths to feed in Jacksonville. And we saw it this year that the Jaguars, they were giving Jermichael Hasty a little bit of a go on third down and, and ETN. There were times where, you, where, where he was good. There were times where he was great. And there were times where he was stinky. And this is his first, you know, first real year. I get it. But you're drafting him as a top 10 running back in an offense where, I mean, let's just call it for what it is. The offense is loaded. There are a lot of pieces in this offense with. Trevor Lawrence with the guys now they're going to have receiver with Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Calvin Ridley now going to be uh, in the fold. Probably going to bring back Evan Ingram as well. ETN, I'm not going to say he gets lost in that shuffle because I don't think that's the case like at all. But ETN was about a, is about 1100 yard guy in 2022. I don't really see a situation where ETN is going to be let's say he gets 200 and let's say he gets 200 carries right 200 carries I don't see a situation where he gets anywhere near 230 240 250 200 carries at we had 220 last year yeah yeah okay so about that I I, I, I still don't see a situation where he gets 230 but Say he gets 200 at five yards a clip. That's 1,000 yards, right? 1,000 yards. Maybe the touchdowns go up a bit. Maybe he gets seven, eight touchdowns. 1,000-yard running back, seven, eight touchdowns. Is that a guy you're drafting in the, in, in round two? Uh, No. No. Also, you look at his receiving numbers. If you want to talk about it from a PPR perspective, his receiving numbers were – I thought they were, they were better than they were. They're really not that great. 35 catches for 316 yards. And no yep. touchdowns, no receiving touchdowns. They're average. They're very average. He's kind yeah. of, he's overrated. 
Um, I don't know if I would say overrated. I I just don't know. Overhyped, I don't know. If I guess know what Travis Etienne is yet. Well, the thing is, I do like your point of you know there are a lot more um, options in that offense with and with Calvin Ridley coming back. I feel like that's going to add a dimension and it's going to take away even more, you know, volume out of Travis Etienne's hands, literally out of his hands. Um, because Calvin Ridley is going to want his as far as uh, targets and receptions and things like that. And so you have Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, who was there, who had a great season and, um, and Zay Jones as well. Evan Ingram, like you said, they're Travis Etienne's not like you look at all these guys that are, you know, the top 10 in running backs. All these guys are the focal points of their offense. Well, except for, except for maybe Josh Jacobs and Kenneth Walker, but all those guys are the focal points of their respective offenses. And Travis Etienne is not necessarily, I mean, looking at ECR, it's McCaffrey Eckler, this is in fall. So McCaffrey, Eckler, Jonathan Taylor, Saquon Barkley, Kenneth Walker, Nick Chubb, Derek Henry, Josh Jacobs, Travis Etienne, Ramondre Stevenson. Etienne's being drafted as the RB8 right now. That that to me is is crazy. That's absurd. And people are going to buy into this Jacksonville offense. I mean, this is this this just feels like this is the offense where there's going to be so much unnecessary hype pushed their way. And maybe rightfully so, maybe not. At the cost of a late second round pick, let's say, or even a mid second round pick, to get Travis Etienne, like, oh, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good, man, I'm good. Who's going? Like, who are the two guys that are going right after him? Who rounds out that top ten? Nick Chubb as... and Kenneth Walker. I'd rather have is, both of them. Is that it's in half, right? That's in half. Yes. Yeah, I'd rather have both of them over ETN for sure. In half the half ECR on ETN, maybe it's a better comparison. Yeah, he's, he's still the RB nine. I don't know. I don't see that. No, I don't see it either. I, I I I don't I don't see it. So ETN is is a guy that I am I am definitely fading. It's weird also because I feel like when you watch him play, you're like, wow, this guy's amazing. But you look at his numbers, I'm like, and you're like, the numbers don't line up to what you're watching on your TV. And I think another factor, I mean, last year, you look at his injury history as well. I mean, that's something that you also have to factor in, even though you don't have to, you're not completely using that. But it's something to definitely mention that he was definitely banged up last year. Yeah. No, it was, de- he was definitely banged up, still working his way back from from his injury, but he only finished in the top 10 four times. And we're talking about him now as a top 10 running back. Like that's that that's insane to me. Yeah. That's that that's crazy. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I will I will happily, happily fade. Yep. All right, receivers. Who is yep. on your do not draft list for uh, this one is is so easy and I I, I think uh, you and I Adam are are going to be 
basically in the same ballpark on this one. Um, Mike Evans. Yeah. Well, you want to talk about personal vendettas. Well, I mean, and, and I, I also have Chris Godwin down on my list as well. You know, I, I'm really just fading Tampa uh, as a whole, just because I don't know what the quarterback situation is going to be. I don't know who's starting for them. Um, I'm no, 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 no. He he's the RB. He's the RB. He is the wide receiver twenty nine right now for the ECR, and he's being drafted as the wide receiver twenty six. I'm good. I'm good. I am this, so good. This Tampa, this Tampa offense just screams fade, 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 fade. I mean, who are they really? Who are they going to bring in? Are they going to bring in somebody? Or are they just like, hey, Kyle? Here are the keys. Here are the keys to the car. <laughs> I think maybe Garoppolo makes some sense for them. He makes some sense. If it was Jimmy G, I would. They would be off my do not draft list. Because I think that <sighs> Jimmy G would be not, would be pretty solid for them. I would like Godwin more than I would like Evans, but I still. I still wouldn't do it because with Jimmy G, I feel like they would just get pushed. They would still get pushed up, but Godwin, it would be borderline top 12. Evans might be borderline top 24. And even then, like I, I I'm still wanting to take a chance on, I would still look at Chris Olave. I'd be looking at Amari Cooper. I'd be looking at Garrett Wilson over Chris Godwin. Garrett Wilson, Garrett Wilson is one of my, one of my favorite fantasy targets this year already. Like, I know. I love Garrett Wilson. He is going to be – I'm going to have him on a lot of teams. Not if I get him first. <laughs> like, that, Garrett Wilson's going to be fun. I can't wait for you to overdraft him somewhere. I can't wait. Well, I'm going to draft him in the first round. Garrett Wilson, wide receiver one. <laughs> I would love to see you do it. That'd sure be very funny. I'm sure um, you would. But yeah, Mike Evans, Mike Evans on the do not draft list. I think it's very self-explanatory. Yeah, that's just kind of it. Yeah. Hashtag uh, hashtag analysis, but hashtag analysis indeed. But no I agree Brady, with you, though. No Brady, no Bucks. Simple. I I agree with you. Unless, yeah, is, unless Tom Brady makes a surprise, he comes back, but he's not coming back. Nope. I don't think so. Unless uh Unless he really wants to surprise us again, the mantra going into the season: no Brady, no Bucks. Put it on a t-shirt. Put it on a t-shirt. I hope he's just stay stay retired, please, Tom Brady. Yeah. Uh, my guy. I'm thinking, and this is free a lot of things as far as the draft and free agency, but. I'll also name two guys, even though they're not on the same same team. But like, you look at the ECR rankings on on Fantasy Pros, and you look at the full the full ones, the full point PPR ones, and at twenty two and twenty three, that you have Michael Pittman and Drake London. How can you rank them that highly in this current situation? This is like speculation. You're like expecting the Falcons and the Colts to do something. Uh, because 
at their current setup, I don't see how they can both be in that spot. Pittman, yes. Pittman, I understand. Because the the Colts, they, they have to get a quarterback, whether it's through the draft or by some other means. They have to get someone. If if the Colts don't draft a quarterback this year, what are they doing? Yeah, well, you know, Chris, Bal- Chris, Ballard is, Chris Ballard is afraid of drafting quarterbacks because he doesn't want people to be mean to, the, to him. I guess not, but <laughs> they have to draft a quarterback this year, right? They, they, they have to. Like, when are they ever going to be in this position again where it is just so blatantly obvious that a quarterback is there for them and they have new coach Chris Ballard who needs to have some sort of growth with this Colts team otherwise he's gone it has to be a quarterback for them and with that new quarterback I would think that Pittman is the guy that they build that passing game around the Drake London one I completely am on board with I I don't get that at all um, I will not be touching Drake London anywhere. Um, and I think it goes for the Atlanta Falcons in general. Maybe Tyler Algier I'll, I'll, I'll look at a little bit. But Drake London, no, 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 no. Uh-uh. Nope. Nope. Uh-uh. What kind of Sorry. output did he did he have last season that was like, you know what, we're going we're gonna to rank him highly. He's going to be great. He's going to be great for us. He's, he was not good. He was injured. He was terrible. The Falcons were terrible. Well, I mean, if if you look, if you look at it from a legitimate NFL perspective, Drake London was good last year. Seventy-two catches, eight hundred sixty-six yards, and four touchdowns. That's a good rookie year. But yes, for fantasy, for fantasy, Adam, one hundred percent correct. He was he was not good. He was not good. He had one week, one week. It was week two. That's when everyone. Rushed to the waiver wire, went to pick up Drake London, and he had another good game against Seattle in week three. And then after that, he was piss poor. He did not finish in the top 47 for one, two, three, four, five, six weeks. That's brutal. That's that's that is a different level of bad. After that game against Seattle, he didn't have double-digit fantasy points until that Thursday night game in Carolina where it was pouring rain. That is horrendous. Horrendous. Like, no. That that was six weeks later, by the way. Yep. I'm good. I'm I'm, I'm good. I'm good with no no Drake London. It was brutal. He had a good game. He had a good final game of the season, though, against Tampa. But... Yeah, he it w- was not a great season for Drake London. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't see it. I don't know what the Falcons do at quarterback either. I mean, I'm sure they're they're probably going to draft somebody. Or look um, to sign Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Well, that would be interesting. That would add a new dynamic to the team. Or Arthur Smith brings in his good friend, Ryan Tannehill. That's right. Oh boy. Well, I mean, Lamar Jackson on the Falcons would be great for Kyle Pitts. It would be. It would be. 
Is he the tight end you're not drafting? No, that's too obvious. Um, Is it? I mean, actually, no, it isn't. Because I don't think I am drafting him. I mean, I, I probably wouldn't. What has Kyle Pitts done? He's just a big Did guy. Squat. He's just a big dude. That's it. Yep. Yeah, no. no Kyle Pitts for me. He was a big dude with a great reputation in college. But, you know, it doesn't and always work that way. Now in the NFL, he's just a tight end that, does, that has a coach that doesn't know how to use him. He's just like everybody else. Yep. Just another guy. Uh, and then for me, my guy is Darren Waller. Oh, that's a good shout. Honestly, no Derek I, Carr, no thanks. I am surprised that I didn't. After I dropped 400 fab on uh, Darren Waller, I'm surprised that I lasted in the guillotine until the end. Frankly, <laughs> yeah, I think I think I put in like a five dollar bid for. Him. I was yeah. like, oh okay, and I saw was 400. It? I was like, what? Yeah, I was like, I need a tight end. Clearly, it, and then he proceeded to not play for me, and I had to get George Kittle, which worked out. That worked. But, that worked. Um, yeah, that was. Uh, oof, Darren Waller is a uh, is a great shout because, honestly, what is he done? Like, another guy. What have you done for me lately? Like, he hasn't done anything over the past two seasons. Mm-mm. No, he hasn't. And it's going to be a, a season of turnover with Las Vegas. Who is their quarterback going to be? What is this offense going to look like? I don't want to find out. Yeah, I don't want to find out either. The only constant with the Las Vegas Raiders is Devontae Adams. That's it. I thought you were going to say the only constant with the Las Vegas Raiders is dysfunction. That 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 could also be said. Yeah, what do they do at quarterback? That's also fascinating. If you know, if they trade for Mac Jones or something, uh, I would say they're probably going to be in on Rodgers. Yeah, probably. If he does leave, well, it seems that way. It seems that the that Rodgers will be done is done in Green Bay. Is he though? Is he really? I don't know. It's either we've I don't gone know, to like... this rodeo for two years now. I guess so, but at some point, you know, don't the Packers want to rebuild? Is there such thing as rebuilding with the Green Bay Packers, though? No, they'll just luck into another Hall of Fame quarterback, like they always do. Probably, probably right. So Jordan Love is just so you know put Jordan Love on your Hall of Fame ballots for 2035. Oh, goodness me. <laughs> I I would have a lot of apologies to give out if Jordan Love were to become a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Because apparently that's just what the Packers do. They have just devil magic. They get lucky. They do get lucky. They get lucky. Well, this has been fun. What will we be talking about next week, Bird? Uh, we're talking about best values. Ah, best values. Love it. Yep. L- love a good value pick. Here you are. 
going to have a lot more opportunity to bring some names to the table. Yep. We have definitely hit the discussion portion of the offseason. We're just going to keep talking about guys over and over again. Pretty it's much. It's going to be fun. Pretty much. We're going to find our guys that we're falling in love with. Yep, exactly. As Rihanna once said, we found love in a hopeless place. That's beautiful. And that's, and that's fantasy football. <laughs> that's beautiful. That is beautiful. I did. I only watched like five minutes of the halftime show. Uh, I knew three songs, so that was that was good. That's actually impressive. I didn't think you were. Well, I guess you've been to enough, you know, parties that you've probably heard a couple of Rihanna songs. Um, put it this way, I would have been much more. Uh, I would I would be way better off if uh, if we had the mamas and the papas out there over Rihanna. So what what three Rihanna songs did you know? Uh, the Rude Boy song. I've heard that one on TikTok a thousand times. Umbrella, Ella, Ella. Absolute a, bop. A, a, absolute a. bop. Love that and, song. And, oh God, what was the other one that I knew? I was hoping to hear Ponder Replay, but I didn't hear I didn't hear that. I was very, very, very sad. Uh, <laughs> and the other one, oh shit. Oh, the uh, Bitch Better Have My Money song. Ah, no, they, yes, that's what that it's one, called. That was also called, on TikTok a lot. It is called Bitch Better Have My Money. <laughs> is that is that is that the name of the song? That's the name of the song. Wow. Yeah. What a what a what a great name. What a great name. I guess you didn't uh, do all the prop bets where people were betting on which song Rihanna would lead with. Uh no. No, come on now, Adam. If it I were Kenny Chesney, then absolutely, I'd throw my life savings to that shit. <laughs> Uh yeah, I know a fair amount of Rihanna songs. I'm not like a fan, but her songs are pretty good. She's a pretty solid artist. I'm nowhere near a fan. No, no, not that, not my kind of music. No, it really well. It's not your kind of music. I know because you're not a, you're not a huge fan of like hip hop and pop music. Get Genesis out there. Genesis. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Everyone see Phil Collins. Come on now. That's true. Who doesn't love Phil Collins? That's a great guy. The crowd will go wild when they if they played in the air tonight at the drums at the drum section. Give me a go, go, give me a break now. <laughs> uh, actually, you know what? You know what, Adam? I have to say before we go. It was the best halftime show of all time because it is the first time that a noted Arsenal fan has ever done the halftime show at the Super Bowl. Rihanna's an Arsenal fan? Yes. Really? Oh, yes. Good Big Gooner. Big Gooner. So, actually, you know what? I'm curious, because this is the offseason, and we get to talk about stuff. Who are your top three dream halftime shows, alive or dead? Ooh. Or top five halftime, dream halftime shows, alive or dead? So they can be dead. Yes, you will, you will be able to hire a necromancer, bring them back to life for one night only. Fuck me. <laughs> um, well, Kenny Chesney's one. Because you know me, I'll be just uh, moving and grooving to, yep. Mr. Ke- to Mr. Kenny Chesney. Ooh. Um, Kenny's one. 
Elvis is two. An Elvis halftime show would be electric. Oh my god! Actually, that would that is a fantastic show. Yeah, an Elvis halftime show would be sick. Definitely aging myself with my uh, with my music taste. Uh, and then three. Ah, uh, let's go with. I amended it to five. So if you want to do five. Oh, for fuck's sake, Adam. Uh, okay. Three, I would go with Star Set. They're, they're a heavy rock band that are, they're, they are very, very good. I enjoy Star Set. I've never heard of them. They're very good. Uh, Star Set are three. Volbeat, I'll have it four because Volbeat can rock. So I'm good with that. And then five, we'll go with Chris Stapleton. Ooh. Because oh. it should have been revolts should have been reversed. Rihanna should have done the national anthem, and Chris Stapleton should have done the halftime show. Because my God, that man has pipes. That was a that was a pretty solid national anthem performance by Chris Stapleton. That's my guy. That is my guy. Um, I'm gonna. Do I wish my... you could see me. When I I had no idea that Chris Stapleton was doing the anthem. So when I saw when I heard Chris Stapleton is doing the national anthem next, I was like, he's doing the anthem. I was like, this could be the greatest national anthem of all time. And it wasn't Whitney's, it wasn't Whitney's level, but it was very close. Yeah. Well, it's great just because of the meme of Nick Sirianni uh, crying. Oh, a, a generational meme. Yep. So my top five, no particular order, because I don't know how I would rank these guys. Okay. But the Beatles would be it's a Beatles are at least in the top three. Or two. Overrated, overrated, but good shot. Um, dude, can you imagine a Jimi Hendrix Super Bowl halftime oh, show? Oh, get the fuck <laughs> out of here! Oh, that would be sick. That great shout, great, you great, great shout. Imagine, <laughs> no, that's a fucking incredible shout. Half yeah, time, he- yeah, heads would explode. Yes. Oh my god, that's that, Adam. That's a great shout. Um, I don't know. See, the thing about halftime shows is like there's some artists that I would want because, like, I mean, Eminem already did one, so I can't really mm-hmm. say that. But like, yeah, it's like you too. You too already did already did one also. Yeah, and I mean, so I'm I can't, not a I huge, can't just like, say like, oh, Bono, get Bono yeah, up huge, there with the Edge. Who fan? So I mean, the Who already did one. Yeah, the Who already did one. Um, Mac Miller would be good. I don't know if he would be great. I don't know if it would be a great Super Bowl halftime show, but like he's he's a, an artist. That, he's a rapper. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> you knew my question before I could even ask it. Yeah. Never heard. Uh, of who else? Um. So Jimi Hendrix, the Beatles, Mac Miller, um, Elton John, <laughs> Elton John. No, Billy Joel. Oh, get the fuck out of here. A, <laughs> a, a giant jet Super Bowl with Billy Joel as the halftime show. That was a big that was a big book it. Done. That was a huge Done. missed opportunity not having Billy Joel do the halftime show at the MetLife Stadium Super Bowl. Who was the halftime show that year? I don't even know. I don't remember. That game was I don't remember either. Dog shit. Yeah, I mean the Super Bowl in, ge- in general that Super Bowl was just absolutely fucking terrible. Um as Bronco Seahawks, for those who don't remember. Yes. It was 
Bruno Mars. Oh. Oh yeah, that was completely was forgot about that. For com- honestly, completely forgot Bruno Mars existed. To be quite yeah. honest. Yeah. What? Well, okay. And then five. Uh, Billy Joel will be fun. Billy Joel will be a lot of fun. Um. Hmm. Marilyn Manson. No, not Marilyn Manson. I've actually seen him in concert because my what? my cousin. Yeah, no, really. My cousin's a big fan. Wow. Okay. That's yeah. a that's an interesting taste. I know. Well, listen, the, I don't know. I wasn't going there because Noel Gallagher or the Gallagher brothers. Noted noted citizens. You, you, you fans of a terrible football club? Cheaters. Oh, give me a break. Cheaters. Cheaters. Disgraceful. No. Get the fuck out of here. Cheaters. Trumped up charges. Mm-hmm. So I'm, sure. I'm sure. Up the Arsenal. Up the Arsenal. Top of the league. Special special agent Emmy Martinez. What a guy. Scores a goal and assists a goal in stoppage time to make sure Arsenal go top of the league. That's a gentleman. More like double agent Mikel Arteta. Mikel Arteta is the is a mole. <laughs> No, M- Mikel Arteta is, is, has been sent out to destroy Man City. That's, That's what I'm saying. He's a mole. Absolutely. Absolutely. Look at, look at what Pep said. Mikel celebrated every goal like he won a World Cup when he was at Man City. Except when they played against Arsenal. Because that was, quote, his club. Tears. Oh. The tears. <laughs> that is my manager. Anyway, so that that's mine. That, that's my Super Bowl halftime show wish list. Couldn't even repeat both of our lists. Completely forgot. Well, mine is mine was the Beatles, Jimi Hendrix, Mac Miller, Billy Joel, and Noel and Liam Gallagher. Oasis, essentially. Oasis. I had Volbeat, Star Set, Genesis, Kenny Chesney, and Chris Stapleton. Yeah, that was. Mine. Wouldn't you love to hear Wonderwall? At the Super Bowl halftime show? Honestly, I cannot say that I've ever listened to Wonderwall in full. Really? Yeah. I, I, That's a great song. I could not name another Oasis song outside of Wonderwall. Speaking of people I've seen in concert. They are, they are the most overrated band I've ever heard in my life. Really? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. I think U2 is probably the most overrated band I've heard what? in my life. What? Are you... Are you huffing crack? No, I'm not. Why? Why Why would you say such an irresponsible thing? Their music's not good. It's just generic. Oh my god. Adam. That is an outlandishly poor take. Come on. Give me a break. You're going to tell me that Oasis is better than U2? That's not what I said. Who's better, Oasis or U2? Okay, now I'm saying it. I like Oasis more than I like U2. End the podcast, please. (laughs) 
Thank you for listening to the Jason Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes wherever you get your podcasts. For Ed Birdsall, I'm Adam Caster. We'll talk to you next time. What an absolutely horrifically bad take. <laughs> We're gonna have to talk about this off air. So stay tuned. Next week we'll have we'll have hopefully have better music takes from Adam Caster. That was a terrible take. The views of this rogue host are not the views of the Baseball Talk Podcast. <laughs> oh, we love you too. We hate Oasis. So up you two. Bono the Edge forever. Great people. Bye bye.